Welcome to Success Superstars and my special guest, Victoria Maripodi from our San Antonio market. Victoria, welcome. Hi, thank you, Mark. Hey, I'm so glad you're joining us on today's episode. And there's so many things that uh, the audience can learn from your experience. Now, you've been in real estate just now about three years, correct? Yes. What did you do before real estate? I was in the dental field for about six years. So, you know teeth. Very well. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Okay. Well, so how did you get from dental to real estate? Uh, well, in the six-year period, I started as a dental assistant to the doctor. That same doctor, after six years, promoted me to front office coordinator, handling mm -hmm. everything from front desk to paperwork to insurance and claims, all client financials. And then I just was you know, ready for some changes personally and a lot of changes professionally and the opportunity came about for real estate. So I jumped on it. So you jumped on it and, you know, I think what served you well in the dental field was you learned customer service. Yes. Right. And so has that carried forward into your real estate practice? Oh, that's probably the biggest thing is uh, understanding people, being a people pleaser slash, you know, giving people time and attention. I would right. definitely say is my, is my niche. So. Right. Now, in the three years, you started in your first year in real estate, you did, I think, three closings. Yes. And this last year, you did 19. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty phenomenal growth rate. Yes, sir. And moving from three in your first year, which you struggled, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Did you ever want to quit that first year? Oh, my goodness. And, you know, not just personal you know, you've got those voices in your head telling you to go back to where you were and all of that. But it was a lot of opposition from other people too. So I just became very determined in a lot of aspects. And that's where I just, even to this day, just ground myself with other successful, driven, motivated, you know, positive environments like Jay Parr. And it's just, it, that really helps fuel that fire. So um, many times of doubt though. <laughs> but that first year was rough. Yes. But now you're, now you're on track to, you, you did 19 transactions last year. Now, where did the business come from? How did you create, how did you help creating a 19, you know, helping 19 families buy, sell, or invest in real estate? Right. So uh, the biggest three things that I took away early in my real estate career was uh, open houses, uh, 10 business cards per day, and follow-up calls. So those wow. combined every single day two open houses a week, um, if, if not my listing, another realtor's listing, um, and then following up with the people you meet during that time too. So very, very dedicated and determined to that regiment. So you had a very strong discipline of doing two open houses a week, handing out 10 business cards a day, probably five days a week, six days a week. Right. And, and then massive follow-up. Yep. So now that you've done that, I'm assuming you're now starting to see some referrals from those 19 clients you closed last year. Because you did such a great job. Are there referrals coming in now? They are. And it's, it's a very rewarding feeling. Yeah. So the rule of thumb that we have, and I don't know if you're measuring this, the rule of thumb we have is for every past client, uh, you should receive at least two referrals every year. So now you're on track. If, if you get two referrals a year from year 19 and half of those close plus the 19 you're already going to do, you know, you could do 
easily 30 or 40. Yeah, just, just with your existing system, correct? Mm -hmm. how, how would that feel? No, I, I can't feel smiling. My face hurts. It's exciting. Yeah. It's now, in order to do that, you have to be really, really organized. How are you learning to delegate or what are you doing to uh, create the capacity to do more? I think you recently maybe hired uh, someone to help you with paperwork. Yes, I did. Uh, probably one of the harder decisions I've had in my real estate early on in my career. I did everything my own, which is rewarding now because I, I understand the ins and outs of it. Paperwork, what's going on each step in process. But definitely at this point in my career, I love the fact that I have a, a TC and her team because it's just, it, it frees me up to do more of what I love, which is the face-to-face -face interaction. And, Correct. Uh, so yeah. so, you, so you're, you're learning to now delegate and, and the value of your time is better in front of clients, creating, uh, negotiating, um, th those kind of things. So how, how have you learned to maximize your time? <laughs> um, well, I created this sheet of paper when I first met Michelle, and it says the, it's the hours of power. Uh -huh. And I learned to regiment my time by hour because I can get very distracted. And then I also write everything down, and I have this expectation for myself. When I come in the office, no matter how many cups of coffee I want to have, I have to get done what I say I'm going to do. And so it's been that, – that's my, my thing. Okay. So let's unpack that a minute because we know that work will expand at the time you give it. Work will expand at the time we give it. So what I heard you say is first – you're not attached to some people would call the old school planner. Show us that planner again. Oh. Yeah. If that works for you, a paper planner, you write everything down. You know your objectives for the day. And when you come to the office, you give the amount of time you're going to be at the office and you get that work done in the time you allocate. Because yes. work does expand at the time we give it. So you're very, very focused. So how is that planner, the manual planner, you know, and whether you do some manual plan or electronic planner, you know, we ought to give ourselves permission to use whatever works for us. The manual planner works for you. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you use that on a daily basis. Oh, you know, biggest thing, Mark, it's accountability. It's, it's a goal or it's an objective I'm setting up for myself. And by end of the day, if I didn't meet that, you know, some things just come up and happen. And I, I give myself grace with that. But you know, I do evaluate where I'm at and how I spend my time. Um, if you ever come to the office and I'm in with the door closed, it's because I am just, I, I had to pull myself away. So I'll get distracted easily. But I just take it seriously. That's probably the biggest thing. I don't just write it down to move it to the next day. Um, right. So you're very, very disciplined and very focused. And it sounds like you're really in tune with, you know that you're predisposed to be distracted. <laughs> and you've, you've found a way to cope with that, it sounds like. You know, it's the beauty to having such an amazing office because everybody's friends and family here. You know, so right. they walk in and it's chatter and then it's just right. the same aspect, though. A lot of these are my great friends and we do accountability meetings together and, you know, really help each other. But I do know that I need that discipline and this is probably the biggest aspect. I don't like letting people down. I've learned not to like letting myself down. So this right. is a big accountability aspect. So, so tell us, you said you mentioned inside your office, you have some accountability groups. Tell us about that, how they're working and, and why you value those. Oh my goodness. Um, well, it's just, you know, not only 
are they also hardworking moms or individuals, but they, they also understand that time value of money as well. So when we are in the office, I know we're not just coming in here to have a good time, even though it's so easy. It's great people here, but um, it's also to, to meet their goals too. So um, going over numbers, talking about where we were to where we are now, looking at, you know, hard factual data versus what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like has been the, a big realization for me. Now, when you do that, because some people like to avoid that accountability, uh, by having others hold you accountable and giving them permission in this group, have you found that you uh, are more consistent? Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, one particularly, and she was on the, this, uh, this series with you once before. Um, something that I just I loved is we kind of met each other at the same level where we were with our goals. But where she's allocating her time, you can definitely see and reflect into her numbers. Versus, you know, you know, sometimes where I do a little bit more on working with investors or really spending my time doing that. You know, so it was just cool. It was just a very um, real. Right. All right. Well, so I think you've shared with the audience a number of great tips, and you know, congratulations on your success. You know, moving from two to three, I forget the number, in your first year to 19 now in year three and on track potentially uh, this next uh, 12 months to do, you know, 30 or more is phenomenal. Is there a couple tips or a couple watch outs that you would leave the audience with from your experience? Don't sell yourself short. Um, Early in my real estate, I didn't quite um, understand my worth. So something that I found myself doing was just creating ways to earn people's business versus just being myself or understanding what we're doing and, and being the best resource I can be to them. So I've learned that now and that's where more than ever I can, I'm not just, you know, helping them. I'm helping them meet their goals because of my, my skill set and my professionalism and whatnot. Right. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is um, uh, just, Value your own time. You know, we so often value everybody else's and then mm-hmm. at the end of the day and you, you didn't get done what you wanted to get done. And so it's, it's just value that. Yeah. At JPAR, you know, I wrote a little white paper on how to, the value of your time. Mm-hmm. So we may include that uh, when we post this episode, the, the, the white paper that we did on how to, how to calculate the value of your time and then to realize the activities, you know, uh, you know, are the activities you're doing worth that time or should it be uh, outsourced to someone else? So what a great episode. I think the audience is going to get great value from this. Um, and any last words of wisdom before we wrap up? Hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I also have a little one and she comes along for all of this with me majority of the time. Uh, so I've got to, include her on all this. She calls herself Realtor Junior. And it's rewarding to see her mm-hmm. understanding work ethic and clients love her. And, it, you know, but it's also taught me too to value my time with her. So going back to time management, when I'm doing my best here in the office, I really do get to go home and enjoy my family because I'm, you know, I, I, I feel like I not served my time, but you know what I mean? I right. really allocated well. Um, so this is fun. I was going to share one more thing too. Yesterday I was in the kitchen with uh, one of our agents here and we were talking about just the, 
roller coaster of real estate. And he mm-hmm. mentioned something his mentor shared with him that was when you have a back door option, you know, if this doesn't work out, what are you going to do? And his, his mentor mentioned to him, well, why even have that mindset? And it really helped me too, because, um, for me, real estate is it. I just, I'm passionate about it. This is, this is how my daughter and I have fun. This is how the bills get paid. This is rewarding in so many ways, but I also, I have a license in other fields and other career options, but I don't look to it. This is exactly what I want and what I love, but it was just a, it was cool. You know, have your mindset on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Cortez. If you know the Cortez story where, uh, they were going into the battle and all the soldiers, he burned the ships. Yeah, yeah that's what he said. He said, uh, burn your ships. Burn your ship because there, there, is, there is no backup plan. The backup plan is to win. It was right. David. That's exactly the story he shared. Yeah, um, there you go. So, yeah, um, cool. And then to couple with that, I love that five-second rule by uh, Mel Robbins, you know, because I can get really nervous, especially when it comes to this is the biggest investment in choice in people's lives. And sometimes making that phone call to either give them good, good, bad news, like mm-hmm. it's nerve wracking, but I just set myself up for that five second rule and just let it go. And it's appreciated on all aspects once you, you can do that. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on your success and thank you so much for spending some time and sharing with the audience. And we'll see you soon on another episode of Success Superstars. Mm-hmm.